0: There's things we have to look at every day. Why not have? Why not draw a big boob on the moon? Like everyone just feel good about life. If at night, oh, the boob's up. Oh, we got a waxing boob. We have a waning gibbous boob.
1: There, you know? There's something NASA can get to work on. Okay.
2: Gotta get up. Gotta get out. Gotta get home before the morning comes. What if I'm late? Got a big day. Gotta get home before the sun comes up hello
0: everybody and welcome back to the farrell podcast my name is Todd Perry and to the right of me there is the great a time
3: when
0: we Jeff Harmatz. Huh? yes it is me. He did get that right. Yes. Well, I'm used, to, I'm used to saying Buck Perez because Buck has been the co-host of the show for a very long time and is still the co-host, but he called me last minute the other day and was like, I can't make it. So what, we'll get into why the fuck you're here in a second. But also, a man who's been here is pretty much like a regular on the show these days, my good friend Quinn. Always to your left. Always to my left. Politically and physically. That's right. You, I, I believe you're even like, I'm, I'm a bit of a, a liberal myself, but I, be, I think you're maybe even to the left of me. I, th- I think it might be. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, just because you know, you're you're like, you, you've got like your, your your Twitter. You're like retweeting funny <laughs> female comedians because oh, yeah. females I, need a voice I, in this see,
1: world. That's the way you, you, you be. Uh, that's that's the way you be. I can't talk this morning. That's the way you uh, show your edginess. You know, by retweeting female comics. That's right. See, I, I'm, I'm a post-feminist feminist. You yeah. know what
0: I'm saying? I think you're a 60s
1: so you, you, feminist you're, feminist. You're so you're so feminist that that you're not feminist anymore.
0: Yeah, I'm like back to the right yeah. because right, I'm right. so feminist. Yeah. I'm like,
2: who cares if a woman wants to stay home and raise kids? You did
1: quote Hitler in your uh, your email
2: yesterday. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm the most all right because my idea of a female uh, comedian is Ayn Rand. So I <laughs> oh. retweet a lot of shit from Anthem, a lot of shit from um, Atlas Shrugged. Atlas Shrugged, yeah. 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 The Fountainhead.
0: Uh, well, <laughs> we we can keep talking about <laughs> yeah, politics I know. if you want. <laughs> I'm Sure, the audience fucking loves that. Um, but I did quote <clears throat> Hitler. Yeah, but but it was a brilliant quote.
3: <laughs> Think well, I mean,
0: I mean, Hitler was wrong, but I mean, you know, every I mean, even a broken clock is right twice
2: a day, right? Yeah. Right, right? Right. His paintings are amazing. Totally beautiful. No,
3: yeah,
0: he's a good painter. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, do you want to do you want to say what I actually wrote? Because I I I don't feel. Like I want the audience yeah, to right, I don't right. want to leave the topic <laughs> the audience go me writing about this. Todd's
1: ta- you know, uh, just talking about Hitler in his emails. But, uh, yeah, no. Um it, you you compared it to um you you were talking about this show and how like, you know, we, we have a schedule that we gotta follow and, and you And said, the fact that Jeff Harman's is a Jew and was coming on the show. Oh, and I, no, did. was that no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but you said we must keep the trains running. Yes. And I just thought that was funny. <laughs> well, because Buck couldn't make it to the show. I was
0: like, We gotta keep the trains running on time. So we're gonna call in uh, Jeff here. Yeah,
2: you're like the the like, Hitler wasn't a conductor though. I mean what what influence did he actually have on the trains? Just yelling at people? <laughs> no, the
1: the train the <laughs> <They> Dayton
2: <didn't,
3: Yeah. laughs>
1: Slowin'
0: Slowing, Sloan
1: <laughs> Slowin's <laughs> the, the trains are too slow. Why <laughs>
0: is training slowing? I dying Berliner. No, well... <laughs> No, because I think the thing was that when Hitler came to power, you know, he was a... Some people couldn't get on the Hitler train. You know, they weren't really (laughs) into Hitler. So what happened was... (coughs) That's a Chili Peppers song, right? Get on the Hitler train. (laughs) It's about to the David No So Hitler got the trains running on time in Germany, so people got behind him. Because, you know, in the end... You give the people something practical to hold on to, Mm -hmm. then they might grasp your kind of more elaborate ideas
2: for the future of the country. Well, the trains worked, so maybe killing the Jews would work as well. Yeah, it's 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 called social proof. I think we call it.
0: Now, now, Jeff, you can be a little closer to the microphone.
1: Okay. So we have uh, already covered politics. We've covered history, (laughs) and uh, we've probably offended ninety five percent of our audience. But that other five percent, they're fucking loving it. I
0: know that's true.
3: So,
0: uh, so Jeff Harmatz is on the show, and I want to briefly just introduce him so the audience can place him in our world. Uh, A couple weeks ago, we did a show where where announcer Elliot was here, and he was talking about uh, falling into a cactus.
2: I was there for that. I did see him fall into that cactus, and it was indeed hilarious. One of the funnier things I saw in a while.
0: Yeah, now, would we, because we, we, I, I described announcer earlier jumping into the cactus like a linebacker, like, going at a quarterback. Like, he just went straight for it, all balls, <laughs> hit it with the shoulder, took it out, and like, he, he like, had malice towards the cactus yeah. when he hit it.
2: <laughs> would you describe it similar? Yeah, yeah. It was almost <laughs> as if he knew that the cactus was going to fuck him up, and he was angry at it, so he wanted to destroy that cactus. In the process of getting fucked up, but admittedly, my memory is also a little hazy. I was drunker than I think you gave me credit for. We okay. discussed it on the show, so
0: I, I do, I, I do believe my, the highlight of your drunkenness that evening was saying, "I have average penis." Oh, did I say over that over over again? Oh yeah.
2: boy, well, yeah, it's true. I was actually at a party uh, where I got into a literal dick measuring contest with another gentleman. So, you know, how does How does
0: that, how, how's that start?
2: I don't know. I was—he was doing some booze. karaoke. Yeah, we were drunk. I, and, I think booze is the way that that starts. Right uh, he was a—he uh, you know, was a, a gentleman uh, of uh, the homosexual persuasion, and I think he was uh, the conversation that uh, happened after we showed each other uh, wieners uh, oh. led me to believe that maybe he was trying to hit on me. Hmm. He asked me to think. You, very- you put
0: that together <coughs> post, post, yeah, post
2: mortem. You thought yeah. maybe it was a yeah post hangoff. He told me to think very carefully about the answers to these questions. He was going to ask me two questions, and he wanted me to answer sincerely. And the first question was, have I ever had a threesome? Because I was there with my girlfriend. And the second question was, have I ever had my dick sucked by a gentleman before? Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: And then you... as, as far as you want to answer those questions, you can answer them, but I'm, I'm more interested in, so, when you, when you measured penises... Well, we didn't
2: literally measure them, but we both uh, showed each other what we had in the pants. It was a uh, sexy pool party. We were both in our underwear to begin with, so there wasn't so much you, to the imagination.
0: You kind of pushed the wiener through the shorts? Or I, I was be- wearing
2: short pants, so I unzipped them, um, and then he just pulled his, he just pulled his shit out. So.
0: Okay. So, okay, but see, here, here's, if I was engaged with that gentleman... I would have, you know, I would have made sure that I had a full erection when I did it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't like because, especially with a pool scenario, where obviously <clears throat> you're not going to impress him unless you really are a, a shower, not a grower, as mm-hmm. they say. You know.
2: As I said, I'm very average. I'm very satisfied. I've got no complaints. Never got any complaints. Good. No one's going to write a you know 300 page uh, novel about my deck, but yeah, it's good. It's good enough.
3: Okay. All right.
1: Fair. I think you guys are both going about this horribly wrong. I, I, There's a okay. Well, I I think if you're going to be comparing, it, it, you should be like comparing breast size with um with some of the ladies at the party. Okay. Like just, they- just, just to just to say like, hey, you know, let let's let's see if my man boobs compared to your wonderful luscious. Titties. Chick-
3: <laughs> Is that a- titties? Titties.
1: That's how you say tits without uh, without sounding like a, a chauvinist pig. I
0: think it sounds titties. worse.
2: Yeah. Oh man, I don't
1: know about that. <laughs> yeah. you, you you sound like a barber in New Orleans when you say that. Yeah. I somehow beca- become sexist and racist when, when I say titties, right? I was thinking a creole, so not like a full black. So it wasn't you
0: weren't like being racist.
1: <laughs> You have a big Obama shirt on right now. You can't be just, racist with that. Yeah, and they can see that on the radio. So. Yes.
0: So, uh, so also, uh, I, I must admit, uh, J- Jeff here is a very talented graphic novelist. Ah, oh, thank you. Because Jeff's gonna be on the next, like, uh, two shows probably after this. So, you know, we wanna get to know Jeff a little bit. And I know lots of people in the audience are into, uh, comic books and graphic novels and all that. I think that's probably a big thing with our audience. Uh, You're working on something kind of cool right now. Yeah,
2: I can't talk about it, though. Uh I mean, I'm working on my first graphic novel, but I can't really say more than that. Uh, Hopefully it will be out next year. But it's
0: it's kind of a big fucking deal. Oh, it's
2: the biggest deal for me. It's humongous. I've been doing, like, you know, smaller things in the past, putting out my own zines and have a webcomic and stuff, but... Working on a big shebang, I'm very excited about
0: it. Any website we can direct people to for the uh, web conference? Uh,
2: Yeah, you could go to... It's on hiatus at the moment while I work on this big project, but there's about a year's worth of stuff on Hollywood News, and Hollywood is spelled impossibly. It's it's H-O-L-L-E-E-W-O-O-D-N-E-W-Z, and if anybody remembers that... Uh, congratulations but it's hollywood news. com we'll put a link on the site okay cool
0: so uh Jeff a- another thing so you you're you're involved with a homosexual man who's having a hangoff off yes. at,
2: at a pool party that's not my first hangoff either so yeah it's
0: like not my first rodeo yeah. hey th- this isn't my first hang-off. this show
1: isn't going to uh, uh progress in 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 that uh, direction, direction.
2: <laughs> is, is it well <laughs> I, what's better radio than a big hangoff Yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, Todd's got his dick out already. Really Tur- good. Turns out we're all huge. Right, right. <laughs> so, but, but when, when he said that, he approached you and your lovely girlfriend, right? She wasn't around at the moment, but uh, he knows her and he knew she was there. So, Yes. Now, there's an interesting thing I want to bring up with you,
3: because
0: you've been dating this girl for a while, and she's Australian. Yes, she is Australian. Now, I always think, like, when I first met your girlfriend, I was like, oh, she's rad. But then at the, there's that thing where once somebody meets somebody, they go, they go to the most easy way to begin the conversation, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I tried not to do that, because the easiest way is, oh, you have an accent. Where are you from? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I imagine some for her, that's got to be like, oh, God. I got to have this conversation again, and she's probably so tired of it. It's kind of like, you know, if you're a chubby checker and you walk into a party and someone asks you about the twist. <laughs> like, I've been talking about the twist for 65 fucking years, right? <laughs> so I was thinking with, with, with Joe, I imagine as her boyfriend at a certain point, discussing her being from Australia has got to make you nuts at this point, right?
2: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's, it's honestly not that bad. It's always nice to talk about Australia with some folks and people like Australia, and a lot of folks have been there. But um, of, I went there, I have a cousin there. yeah, oh yeah, so, wow, well, how interesting. Where is that cousin from? But yeah. actually I gotta say, like, yes, that conversation gets annoying from time to time, but it opens a lot of doors. Los Angeles is filled with fucking Australians. Hmm. A lot of them have uh you know, the the movie industry is filled with Australians, so sometimes that conversation leads to uh good things, but usually it's just fucking annoying. I was yeah. gonna
1: say Australia puts out some amazing films too. Okay, some, some really great movies come out of Australia, like Gallipoli. So, <laughs> not what I was thinking.
0: <laughs> porno? <laughs>
1: no. Yeah, Australian ba- porno is the best. I've never ba- s- bad Boy Bubby was it? Freaking fantastic. fantastic!
2: And now it's time for your dose of far out health with Todd Perry, a man who isn't afraid of needles.
0: We haven't talked about sex in a while on the show. I think we, we've kind of moved on to other topics and other things have, you know, caught our fancy. and Things we've been into, but sometimes uh, it's time to do a little bit of responsible broadcasting. <laughs> it's time to be like those shows they have on, like K Rock, at five thirty in the morning, <laughs> where they did the Community Affairs Show. We're going to talk a little bit about sex, but we're not going to talk about sex from a dirty, dirty, <laughs> non-clinical perspective. We're not going to talk about it in a, like, I'm going to go get off. I'm going to go bust a nut. I'm going to go break out this hottie. What are people saying? They, turn her out. I'm going to go turn some bitches out. No, we're going to talk about this from a clinical perspective about myths that people in the audience might have. Some of the people on the show might have. I've been watching too much Arsenio Hall, clearly. Oh, I'm like, boy. I'm like, I know, on the
2: that, show, that's a, not a thing to admit to. Really? I mean, you don't like Arsenio? <laughs> uh, he's like an also ran. He was on in the was it the eighties or the nineties? I mean, uh, early nineties. Uh, yeah, he's just doing the same shtick again. I think I, I, I
1: haven't think, seen the new Arsenio yet. We're but, to, we're totally getting off topic. I've been uh, watching Arsenio, <laughs> and
2: I watched Arsenio
0: back in the day. Of actually, like the writing on the show is horrible. But Arsenio is an interviewer, and
1: as a personality, I find it great Arsenio without the mustache disturbs me. Mm. He needs facial hair to look right. To look right? (laughs) Yeah. I met
2: him once, and he was one of the nicest Oh, yeah,
1: I know. I'm sure he's a great guy. I I have nothing against him.
2: Yeah, I'm sure Hitler's a nice guy if you meet him at a party and have a beer with him.
1: (laughs) Kept the trains
2: running. Yeah.
0: So, much like Arsenio Hall back in the day, like when the AIDS... Thing hit and like Magic had AIDS like Arsenio. Are you had- blaming
2: Arsenio Hall for <laughs> ba- the AIDS crisis? Ba- back
1: when Magic had AIDS,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, he used to have AIDS. Right? <laughs> no, he
1: had HIV, and and he still technically let's has. Not, it, let's not let's not get it. into semantics, okay? <sighs> Magic
0: had the AIDS, and now he doesn't have the AIDS <laughs> magically. And Arsenio brought a bunch of people on talking about the AIDS, so people wouldn't get the AIDS. <laughs> And he gave money to the AIDS Foundation, all right? So much like Arsenio did that, <laughs> I want to dispel some sex myths that people in the audience may have. It might improve their sex life with their partner. Uh, it, it might you know, make them a little more G, as Dan Savage would say. Um, you know, and it might enlighten the people here on the show.
1: Is there going to be some sort of disclaimer, like, you know, kids don't try this at home? Yeah, don't have sex at home. We're kind of just... You know, we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I think we do know what we're talking about.
0: I've been having sex for years, for literally decades. Yeah, since the nineties, I've been a sexually active male. All right, and I'd, I'd assume Jeff, maybe since the two thousands, you've been a sexually active well, male. Well,
2: not because I'm not a sex guy, just I'm a little younger than you. So yeah, I've, I don't age. want you. Yeah, yes, I have been sexually active for over a decade.
0: Oh, very good, very good And Quinn is a sexually active man Absolutely Since the 90s as well So I think we have a lot of experience with We get people So I, I want to know Are there any particular ses- mi- s- Sexual myths That you guys had dispelled From when you were younger uh, Or anything You know I, I threw the question out to you guys Last night over email mm-hmm. And also Jeff you can throw me a beer Oh uh, <laughs> I didn't only brought the two. Oh, really You didn't get the whole <laughs> Oh so pack? I've
2: got the whole 12 pack Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no <laughs> It's a crisis.
0: Oh
1: boy, we're having a beer crisis. What well, this? What well, this needs to happen? How can we talk about sexual stuff without booze? Without alcohol? <laughs> we're not going to get be able to be honest. Are you getting beers? Oh, I'm getting beers. All right.
2: We can edit it up. Okay.
1: Talk to each other. Oh, okay. I mean, are we still recording? I think so. <laughs> okay. And now the sound is going to change because the barrier has
2: uh, opened up and, and it's and, uh, light and we're all squinty we're I know. Uh, I like, ah, we're nocturnal creatures we can't function the sun well in the sun. Melting. Oh, Todd Todd was very mean to me when he's like, "Oh, you've been have you been sexually active since the 2000?" We've, we've been we've been fucking since the 90s. <laughs>
1: And I, I and I like how he he uh, seems to be very knowledgeable of my sexual
2: activity. Like he was there. <laughs> <Like what stock? laughs> Probably knows you've been sexually active since the '80s.
1: There was that time that Todd ki- Todd kissed me at a party once. Did it? Oh, is this dog gonna bite me again?
3: <laughs>
1: and and it was one of those things where like afterwards I was like I can't believe you actually kissed me. And he's like you told me to. And I was like I looked at him like so <laughs> that doesn't mean anything.
0: Uh,
2: so, are there any sex myths that anybody had uh, growing yeah. up? Uh, well, growing up, I, I um, as a young man, we grew up in Southern California. I went to a uh, shop somewhere in Orange County, and I saw Mr. Zog's Sex Wax, which I now know is a surf product yeah. that you use on your surfboard. <laughs> but at the time, I really thought that in order to uh, to have a, a child with a, a woman, you had to get into this sexual position. You had to get the goods into the goodness and then melt the wax and, like, Form it on there and, like, make sure that it's all holed and sealed up with the sex act, so. So,
0: okay, wait, so, like, you had, like, kind of like a cask of a Montiato approach to sex, like, you'd have to wall the wiener in? Yeah, otherwise
2: (laughs) things might just go fucking flying all over the place. I mean, yeah, I didn't have a strong idea of sex until, uh... You know, uh, teens, I guess.
1: <laughs> it's like a construction job, you know? Yeah, it right. requires paper mache and, and drywall, you know. A lot of regulations. You got to make sure,
0: like, is this guy union? <laughs> Spackling. You know? yeah, so you spackle the wang in. And then I figure, like, <laughs> then out of the head of the penis comes, like, a um, like alien. Like, this <sighs> smaller thing comes in and goes in there and, like, puts a baby in it, Yeah,
2: something like that. And if you don't seal it in, then it'll come out and fucking burst through your chest. Wow
0: without proper sealing. I, you know, I was told, the first person that told me about sex, I was maybe like seven or something, and one of the one of the kids comes up to me and goes, you want to know what you do with your thing? I said, well, you know, pee out of it, you know, dance around with it, you know, jiggle it about <laughs> through the helicopter. <laughs> what else? Show it to
2: guys at parties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You see mine, now I see yours, we used to call it in the bathroom at Carl Elementary. But... <laughs> I... <laughs> I, you know, the guy asked you know, and, and the kid tells me, David Miners, you might remember him, Matt Cooper's friend, back in the day. Hmm. And uh, David Miners tells me, because what you do is you put it in a girl, and then you pee. <laughs> so you so I thought that as a kid, like urinating, it was all about like urinating on a woman. Like that was, you know, maybe still to this day, it's kind of my thing. But you know, I always thought the the, the golden shower was the pinnacle of human reproduction. I was wrong. Later, I was educated. still, you can still urinate on somebody, but it's just not going to have the
2: desire to fail yeah. that you thought and you're not going to make a baby well, the thing and this I guess this might be a sex myth. I know that a lot of people are into uh, whizzing on a young lady or having a young lady whiz upon them. Yeah. But I uh, I never understood how when you have uh, a boner you could pee in a correct fashion. I mean, it's always pretty tricky when that happens in the morning. <laughs> you get the d-
0: the d- d- the dual stream. Yeah, it's just going it, to like go it, all over the it,
2: It's
1: supposed to to cut off the urine, you know, yeah. if if everything works properly. So how do you how do you pee in the middle of a sex act on no, a woman? No,
0: and no. if it's something that arouses you, you wouldn't have the ability to pee. Yeah,
1: you know, maybe the peer isn't the aroused one. Maybe the one who's being the, the human toilet is the one that's like, yeah, this is oh, this is rad.
0: So like the the, the the woman wants to be peed on, and the guy can pee because it's not arousing him, urinating yeah, on his lady yeah. friend. Yeah. yeah,
1: or maybe it just arouses him, you know, uh, mentally, like you know, it, you know. uh Todd's looking at me cross-eyed, like, like, what, what is this intellectual orgasm you speak of, you know? <laughs> but, hey, you know? It's like, uh, Sting, tantric, sex.
2: philosophical stuff, you know? Speaking of Dune, we were just watching Dune, yeah. and Sting comes on, and he's got the smuggest look ever on his face, and he looks like he just got done having tantric sex for 10 hours. Yeah. Cool. Walked right on set. Turn, smug motherfucker. Turned his
1: hair orange. I, I was playing a lute
0: <laughs> while defacing a twelve twelve year old Scottish girl for twelve hours. And it takes twelve hours to do it the right way. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, maybe
0: you should. Uh, maybe maybe the people with the golden showering thing. Maybe they collect their urine earlier, like um, like uh, you know, with, with women like breast milk. You know, mm-hmm. they pump. And then they give it to the kid later. Maybe you you pee in, like, a a coffee cup or something Uh, later. A mason
2: jar like Howard Hughes.
0: Oh, yeah. And then then you just brandish your urine on someone else. Put it in,
2: like, a water balloon.
0: Yeah. So, Quinn, did you have any sex? Yeah, you know, mine
1: is actually, I think, a pretty common one. And uh, mine comes from uh, seeing uh, pornographic movies at a a mid-teen age, uh, before I was ever uh, nude with a lady. And... um, I just think that kind of sort of uh created a standard that I was never able to quite uh, quite fulfill, you know, yeah. like like you know you don't you don't watch a porno and and see like, you know, the you know, all the the kind of, you know, icky stuff that, right. that 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 can happen.
2: Uh Be you be more specific when you, were, when yeah. you mean the icky stuff?
1: <laughs> well, you know, like the the you know, the, the the farts and the <laughs> and the sweat and the you know just the just the the the, the unsexiness of true sexiness the unsexiness of
0: true yeah sexiness. see yeah. now see, see do, you do that in new orleans seriously voice? am
1: am i just like you know on fire today or what with with these analogies and, yeah, and you
0: know
1: yeah, and philosophical very, I, I, you know. I am I'm in a very philosophical mood today
0: yeah and then also I mean there's the athleticness that the guys in pornography have and, and the women and, mm. and they can do they can do
1: things they're the best of their yeah, craft. right and people, shoot across the room and you know
0: yeah and just go forever and just yeah. like wield amazingly huge appendages <laughs> and women have the ability to receive and, set be, appendages. and
1: be nine inches long at all times Constantly. Yeah, uh, right. At all times.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so, I, you know, and I, there was something recently I was reading about how these days, these days, <laughs> kids these days, that there's so much access to pornography, A, that the amount of uh, rape has gone down tremendously thumbs up because everybody's just watching porno and the guy's are like oh I'll just
1: beat off
3: uh, I'm to rape
0: <laughs> I'm too
1: lazy to go rape today <laughs> they're
0: pumping porno into the house these days <laughs> but that, which is a good thing yeah yeah but that also that younger people that grew up watching highly sexualized porno uh, have much different standards and different sexual practices mm. than maybe people who scored one v h s tape back in the yeah. day and kept it for a decade right and had that as the idea of of sexuality and then sometimes it's it's making women uh do a lot more unnatural acts that maybe didn't occur earlier in <laughs> human history, yeah it occurred but
2: not quite as frequently mm. specifically <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> the butt. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I I don't think bleaching assholes was a popular right. practice until porno yeah. came along. Yeah, that's that's insane. <laughs> that sounds so painful.
1: It's just weird that anybody would think I have to do that. That you know. <laughs> so there's a couple sex myths that uh, maybe we can
0: you know uh, uh. dispel. I got that whiskey. You you whiskied Sorry up my coffee that. at nine in the morning. It was whiskey. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I Quinn's old boot liquor. <laughs> Okay, here's sex myth number one here. You can judge the size of a man's package by the size of his feet. Evidently, the fact is there's no relationship uh, uh, between the size of a man's
2: feet and the size of his genital organs. Oh, that's good for you. You can finally switch back to your actual size of shoe instead of wearing those clown shoes that you always rock. Yeah, I can wear uh, my
0: size 6 Keds. (laughs) But I have a size 11 shoe... And I always figured that maybe, you know, to some women or some dudes that are, you know, checking me out, they're going to think, oh, size 11 shoe. It's got something going down there. And what, what, what size shoe do you work with? Uh, eight. 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 I always uh, corresponded shoe size with <laughs> me, it was whatever grade I was in.
3: <laughs> really?
0: No, seriously. When I was in huh. sixth grade, I was a size six, seventh grade, size seven. Eighth grade size eight, mm-hmm. and then I moved on. I had much more, five more years of schooling. My, f- my feet kept growing, becoming more robust, proud, mm. firm. I know
2: what you're talking about. Yeah. I see what you're getting that at. That
0: foot growth, it <laughs> felt so good. So you stopped growing?
2: My, my feet have always been small. Well, yeah. my dad is an eight. And I always thought that that's like, I mean, my dad is a powerful man. He's my masculine role <laughs> model, of course, as my father. Yeah. So eight doesn't seem small to me. I'm shocked well, that you. I'm bigger than an eight. So Is he Is he also <laughs> average in the pants? I figure if he's size eight,
0: we can't judge the size I, of his penis. I'm
2: not the guy to ask that question, So You can call my mom up. I know you have her phone number. Yes. Oh, what kind of thing is that to say?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sex myth number two. And this was an old uh, AIDS-era myth. You can catch an STD from a toilet. The fact is that sexually transmitted diseases require moist environments to breathe. The only thing you can catch from a toilet seat is poo cooties. <laughs> this is obviously a scientifically written... Well,
2: uh, I've, heard this, I've heard this myth be debunked before, and, uh, you know... Uh, I was thinking about it last night. I was at a bar. I uh, didn't want to spend money at the bar, so I saw a beer that was half drunk that somebody had left. And I was debating whether or not I should drink that beer. Was it in the bathroom? It was not in the bathroom. But I know the old rumor about, like, you know, catching a herpes from a toilet seat that the virus, a virus, not just that virus, but viruses can't live outside of the human body for that long. So mm-hmm. I figured... Maybe it is safe to drink But then I kind of thought otherwise <laughs> What kind so. of beer was it? Oh, it was a nasty old PBR And I decided that the level of fullness it was Was not worth the risk It was kind of warm It was probably mostly backwashed But if it was completely full, you're in Oh, yeah That would have, that would have like, uh, you know Evened out on the, uh, the disgustingness of drinking somebody oh. else's beer
1: Also, I would think PBR wouldn't have the right amount of alcohol To, you know, kill any bacteria
0: Oh, why you gotta say such yeah. nasty uh.
2: things about PBR?
0: <laughs> so I was at a uh, there, there was an old bar called the uh, Oh Fuck! I even forget what it's called on uh, Artesian Inglewood in Redondo Beach, and uh, hmm. right, right by where I used to live. Oh my the, god!
1: Um, yeah, I think I know what you're talking a, it about. It has a big target on it. It's when, like Old Lady Bar.
0: Yeah, yeah it was just like an old <laughs> creepy tweaker bar, yeah. and hmm. um, I used to live right next to there, so I used to always walk, you know, to that bar because was right by my house, and uh, they had a black toilet, hmm. so it was like the black ceramic toilet. And so one night, I go in there, and I'm with a buddy, and I go to pee, and I notice a white powdery residue <laughs> on the top of the black toilet. Oh, boy. <laughs> which aroused my curiosity. Uh, and Jeff, I see you, the look in your eye. You well, got the glint.
2: Well, I grew up, uh, a friend of mine, his parents had a black toilet, and I always was like, why the fuck do they have a black toilet? And now I know that if you're going to do lines off a thing, a toilet's a great thing.
0: Uh, yeah, the back of a toilet is the best place to do a bump <laughs> of cocaine, speed, Whatever you're into snorting, uh, because people (laughs) always do. You know, you do your coke in the shitter when you you know do coke and
2: so I was like, while you do your while you do your drugs in the bathroom, I mean, it's always not desirable to do anything off a toilet seat. You don't ever want to touch, especially in a bar.
0: Yeah, but but you do it.
2: I I mean, oh yeah, when the when the time comes and that's what you got, it gets done.
0: Yeah, because it's not like you're going to sit and rip out a line (laughs) like on a you know. It's not the '80s anymore. It's still like people. Some people will look at you. Not so cool if you do that. Yeah. But so I was in there, and then it immediately, it struck me, and I was like, oh. And there was enough residue on there that I knew someone had been ripping lines off the back of the toilet seat. So I was like, Coker Speed. What was it? Speed. There you go. Fucking rednecks. (laughs) Next sex myth aphrodisiacs can boost your sex drive. Now, we did a whole show on aphrodisiacs here, so evidently they're not true. Aphrodisiacs just literally don't exist at all. Not a single food or drug has ever been shown to have any sort of positive effect on a person's (laughs) sex drive, at least according to the FDA. But what do they know about food or drugs anyway?
2: Well, this might be a stupid question, but what about alcohol? Like, I don't think I probably would have ever gotten (laughs) laid if not for alcohol. That's true.
0: And there's like a law in the state of California that if someone is drunk, they're not
1: legally yeah. able to I- I give consent. I was gonna say there's a difference between an aphrodisiac and something <laughs> that just like you know renders you unable to uh, think perfect. rationally. <laughs> you know, I mean that doesn't mean that you're that like you know I'm I'm horny. You know, it just means that I'm I'm you know not thinking clearly. And- well, you have a very negative uh, uh, view of alcohol. Clearly, <laughs> well. Yes and no. I, I, I love it and hate it. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> you,
0: mm. Well, I guess, you know, but uh, is, you guys ever have a food or whatever, and it makes you feel
2: a uh-uh. little, little different downstairs? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mexican food, but kind of in the opposite direction.
0: <laughs> yeah. You get unsexy after you eat Mexican food?
2: Yeah. Uh, hmm. Well, I was telling you earlier as well, yeah. I was out with my girlfriend last night, and for a variety of circumstances, I was definitely going back to her place, but we were not going to have sex last night. But we, so we were like, cool. We'll just hang out, and we just ate a shitload of Mexican food. We got back and just fucking went to sleep, and had terrible <laughs> nightmares, and we're all grossed up with bellies full of quesadillas and potato tacos. Yeah, that that uh sex was off the table.
0: The Mexican food nightmare, the fever dream that comes with too many margaritas and carne asada and beans and oh all that Mex- goodness, Mexican d- Dutch ovens. Yes. Yeah, just we're not at that stage of the
2: relationship yet.
0: Really? You guys have been dating for a long
2: time. We're coming right? up on 3 years. If I've never farted in front
1: of eat her. Eat a lot. Of, really? You must be ready to ex- to
2: explode oh, today the, then. Oh, yeah, the drive over here was a, a fucking uh, panoply of farts. Is this party time? Fart in farting elevator. As soon as I get out of her door, get in that elevator, just blow up the elevator.
1: And and you can uh uh Have comfort
2: of knowing that she was probably doing the same. Oh, absolutely! Like it's a relief when one of us goes to the bathroom (laughs) because the other one farts up the bed. I would imagine. I haven't discussed that with her yet.
0: Back in Uh, the day, I don't know, Jeff. If you remember, you know the old apartment me and Oscar used to live in. Oscar has been on the show many times, and uh, I don't know if you ever met her, but this friend Kate, who was English, uh, English, she was from England. I think I
2: remember her. Chinese,
0: real cute. Yes. So she was over one night. And we were hanging out with Kate, we we're having a great time, and Kate left. Kate left, she went home or whatever, and then Oscar and I we go out on the back patio to have a cigarette, and he's like <coughs> And I was like, Oh thank God. <coughs> and then we just started fucking laughing so and it became Terrence and Philip, <laughs> like on South Park. And it's like, oh my god, you're us! And Oscar like lays against the wall, and like hits the wall, and just like <coughs> <coughs> And then I return him. <coughs> And we were all saving up our gas because we didn't want to fart in front of Kate because she was like a cute you know, Chinese-English chick. So then literally for like eight minutes, we sat on the back patio. <laughs> and we just laughed like assholes <laughs> for, for eight minutes. Just, <laughs> and it just went on forever. And it was one of the most joyous moments. But you got to the point where you were laughing and you were fucked up and you were drunk to the point to where like it hurt. Like, actually, you felt like you might die because you were laughing. Like, oh, oh, oh. You're like, my stomach is fucking hurting me right now. Yeah, like, yeah. I need to run into my room and be alone for a moment so you stop making me laugh, you know? <laughs> Feeling people get listening to the show, I think. Maybe not.
1: I, I I
2: get it when I'm on this show. <laughs>
0: right,
3: um, but,
2: to... Oh, to Uh, I hope I'm not hijacking the list that you have prepared, but that reminds me of another sex myth, which is (laughs) I never actually believed it, but I know it was it's a it's a bit of an antiquated sex myth, but it's my actual favorite one. Yep. (laughs) uh, That Asian women have sideways vaginas. Oh,
0: oh, and you you believe this? (laughs) I
2: never believed that, but that was like I think that was pretty common in like the 19th century before like you know when they still had like weird trade routes and one guy out of a hundred had been to Asia. Mar- yeah, and Mar- he- Marco Polo was the one that just spelled that
1: rumor.
0: <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. I don't know thank you, thank
2: you, Marco Polo.
0: Yeah. You I- brought
2: back noodles and knowledge of the regular <laughs> vagina.
0: I grew up in Torrance. I knew the Asian vagina was all right. You know, nobody, nobody was hiding any Asian vagina. <laughs> all right. You know, so, okay, we're, we're coming to the last of the Sexmas. We had so much other stuff planned on this show, but we've actually kind of gone... Further and longer than assumed. Why don't this we? Topic. So we're gonna do it on the next show. Yeah. we have a whole bunch of other topics for the next show, but you know, Jeff has been so verbose and amazing on this <laughs> show. So we're gonna end with this one. And uh, oh, actually, you know, we have two more. Fuck it, let's do two more. And uh, this one is the myth: is that inbreeding between cousins creates a genetic nightmare. Darwin himself married his first cousin. And it turns out that there's no irony there, because breeding cousins are actually more biologically successful than total strangers. No so shit. It turns out that reproducing with your cousin only increases the rate of birth defects by 2 to 3%. That's the same increased risk faced by a woman who has a child at the age of 41. So, next time you're at a wedding, next time you're at a family reunion, and you see... Your, you, you know, you got that, cousin. You, you
1: know, <laughs> of course. You know, people...
0: <laughs> oh, Quinn, <laughs> Quinn was all about it. Quinn was all in. Yeah,
1: you, you, you got, have a hot got that eye. Everybody does. You got that cutie eye.
0: I, you <laughs> know, I have I have a, I have, a I have a white family that doesn't have a lot. We don't have a lot of cousins and stuff. So I. Um, I don't I don't I don't have a hot
2: cousin cuz just there aren't enough of us. And I don't either and I'm actually I want to hear about your hot cousin. Now. You know, I
1: I I actually kind of just blurted that out. I, <laughs> I, I my entire family lives in uh, in Minnesota. So, um and I have a lot of uh cousins that I've never even met, but I, you know, I've seen in uh Christmas cards and and things and and yeah, some of
0: them are are, you know, attractive. You get the Christmas card and they put it up on the refrigerator at home and you're like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not quite
1: like that. No, that Jerry Lee Lewis no. look in your eyes. To be completely honest, it's just yeah. like it's just like it's just like yeah. But and then you move on with your day and 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 uh, think about think about you know, think, about you think no no, no and, you, and you think about somebody that's geographically closer and has genetically absolutely
2: separate. no relation. Yeah, exactly. There's plenty of girls. I mean, I, cousins come together for convenience. I guess you know you're at the mm-hmm. wedding or whatever, but all. Also, did
1: you, did you know that um uh you get uh the only way to get a, a white tiger is by uh in-breeding two tigers. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah. You, know, Jeff, you know, that? something so beautiful. I not. I, uh, something so beautiful. That explains
2: through. why uh, one of those white tigers mauled that uh, that magician, the game magician, I forget the name, uh, but yeah. he was an S- inbred S-
1: tiger. S- S- Siegfried or Roy. What, yeah, what, whichever uh, one of those whichever it Whichever one, yeah,
0: got mauled. Our next show will be Tiger Myths. <laughs> I think <laughs>
1: Far Out is brought to you by Dr. Fitzger and Associates, specializing in neck beard transplants. Get that unsightly hair growth where it belongs,
0: on your face. I remember when I, think I would, I, when I was younger, I was just coming into my, let's be honest, I was coming into my sexual awareness as maybe like a, a fourth grader or a, you a know, fifth grader, and I remember watching Jessica Rabbit on Who Framed Roger mm-hmm. Rabbit yeah. and getting a little tense down below. Mm-hmm. Anybody else ever see a cartoon? Whatever? Absolutely! Oh yeah, Qu- 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 no,
1: no doubt. <laughs> I'm just I'm just all for everything to, on today's show. Have you noticed that? Very right. ggg. Y- yeah, you you keep mentioning something, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> what? Are, well, what about this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what what have you seen sexually in, in terms of the cartoon universe? That, oh, there's like an endless list. Yeah. Wo- Wonder Woman, um, comics in particular. Uh, y- even a uh, uh, you know, you know She Hulk. I. I- I'm I'm a little like uh, eclectic in my in my uh, my tastes and 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 not too discriminating. So when I watch Scooby Doo, I'm into both uh, Betty. Wait, is it Betty no, it's no Daphne and Velma? Daphne, Daphne, Betty's Daphne, Flintstone. Daphne,
2: and uh, Velma.
1: Ooh. yeah. So you
2: could see a lot of uh, things like that on the internet, probably. I uh, may have,
1: <laughs> mayhaps. I may be uh, a few steps ahead of you there, but Jeff. <laughs> In terms of like
0: cartoons and and porno, somebody sent me a photo of two of the mutant ninja turtles kissing. Oh man, like, two of, and it was like drawn just like you know, like looked like an authentic drawing, of, like Donatello and Raphael kissing and. It made me feel wildly uncomfortable yeah. when I saw it. I was like, "Oh no!" Not that I'm a big Ninja Turtle guy, but it just it hit me on some weird gut level.
1: Then, oh. then you uh, think about
2: April O'Ne-
1: O'Neil and everything is, uh, yeah. is, is hot bright. ginger. Yeah.
2: Do you guys uh, know the Internet's rule number thirty four? Of anything
0: course. that can be pornography yes. will be made into pornography.
2: Yes, nice. I love it.
0: <laughs> and i just- yes,
2: yes. <laughs>
1: Is you, Marv <laughs> Albert of porno, of cartoons? I'm sex? just pro everything today. Yeah, no, Marv Albert's the the porno sex fiend of yeah. Marv Alberts. <laughs> yeah, he puts on a dress and let's get to our la- bite back smacks ladies around. Yeah,
0: our last one before we uh, end the show. <laughs> Sex myth is, sex the night before playing sports hinders your performance. What? <laughs> it's been a prevailing theory in professional sports for generations.
1: Especially boxing.
0: It came up on, in Rocky, in Raging Bull, and even the great Muhammad Ali refused to have sex six weeks before a fight. Hmm. Research has found that sex actually causes the body to produce more testosterone. So if anything, sex actually makes a man more competitive and aggressive. On the other <laughs> hand... If he goes without sex for a long
1: enough period of time, he will literally have the testosterone levels
0: of a child.
1: You know, that's what happens. You know, Mike Tyson goes without sex before a fight, and then he says things like, "I'll fuck you till you love me. Yeah, right. I'm gonna rape your children. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
0: I'm gonna rape your children." <laughs> well, well, he was uh, maybe because Robin Gibbs withheld sex from Gibbons. So Givens, <laughs> Robin Gibbs from the Bee Gees. <laughs> wait, 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 by the way, a duet <laughs> between Barry Gibb and Mike Tyson would be the greatest high-pitched oh, voice shit. of all time? Like, <laughs> like, imagine those guys, like, Mike Tyson sings the hits of the Bee Gees coming up Mike Tyson sings the hits of the Bee Gees coming me. That would be awesome. Sorry. Robin Givens, hot, yeah. by the way. Yeah. You ever see a shot of Robin Givens? I'm sure she's still hot. Black don't crack. <laughs> be honest. I, mean, you know, I, I said this before on a previous show, but I'm going to double down on it. When I go to Facebook, and now I'm of the age where I'm 36, and the girls I mm-hmm. graduated with high school with are 36, mm-hmm. and the chances of a hot chick who was 18 you went to school with still maintaining her heat at 36 is very low. The Asian girls, the black girls, still hot. Whitey, bigger chance of hitting the wall and looking no good these days. Just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that nobody... Cause I'm sure we all assume the myth that if you you know were to have sex the night before, it was going to ruin your performance. Doing a podcast, Jeff, you were really good. You filled up on Mexican food. I did.
2: You didn't relinquish your seed. I didn't. I'm all I'm all built up. I guess I'm feeling I'm doing okay. <clears throat> and but, you're doing very good on the show. But. Well, this I guess this reminds me of um, Dennis Rodman, and I, I'm not a big sports guy, but I know that Dennis Rodman like broke his dick several times. Uh, you can't at, break your dick. Well, he dislocated it, or like...
1: I've heard you can, actually.
0: Yeah,
2: no, Dennis Rodman says he myths. broke it no, twice. Is no. This is another sex myth that we need huh. to debunk right now. This is a
0: myth, because I know everything about the human penis, because... <laughs> you have one. I was born with one. <laughs> Privileged. No, but actually, the, the penis... Uh, you can't break your penis, but what you can you can do is you can compromise the... Corpora cavernosa, which are Mm. the two veins that run into the wiener. Oh man, that sounds
2: so painful.
0: For advertising, because I'm an advertising writer, and we Mm. had a client that uh, was helped with male sexual dysfunction. So I've actually written many articles and many radio commercials about male sexual function. You can't break your penis, but you can get a thing (laughs) called Peroni's disease, Mm. which is where. Yeah, I love uh, my pizza with Peroni's disease.
1: Curvature, it's scoliosis of the dick. (laughs) You know that. Just from listening to Love Line, yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, our ghost is here. Yes, honey. Oh, huh. I love
0: you, my wife.
1: Once Quentin
0: was yelling I "curvature did. of the dick," <laughs> my wife opened the door, and said "hello."
1: <laughs> I didn't know anybody was actually there. I I I thought it was just like the wind or something. I was like, "It's our ghost."
0: <laughs> I like to think everybody. Elijah.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. we we left an open <laughs> chair for Elijah this evening. <laughs> Who's Elijah?
2: The Passover ghosts. That's like uh, Jewish Halloween. Oh, Pass, oh Passover. Passover, yeah, Passover. Yeah. Passach. That was real Jew right there yeah. that you just dropped. <laughs> That's the only Hebrew I know. Passach. Passach. You, <laughs> you got to say it like you got a big loogie in the back of your throat. Pesach.
1: It's a or, or what's it? uh, it's a <laughs> uh, It's another Jewish ghost, and it's it's uh, the beginning of that. Uh, Cohen Brothers movie, um,
0: Oh uh I really yeah. like that. Uh, movie, by yeah, the way. I do too. It's about a Serious uh, man.
1: Job. Yeah, serious man, yeah.
0: I wrote a ton ton of ads for a serious man uh, when I worked for J because they advertised heavily on jda.com Let me like thank everybody for listening to this episode of the Far Out Podcast. The Mighty Quinn. Hey, man, Chef Harmatz, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You'll be on the next two episodes, but you've been
2: doing a great job. It's my pleasure, thank you very much.
0: And uh, follow us on at Farall Podcast on the Twitter and on Facebook. We've been asking uh, li- uh, people for listener questions, uh, asking questions from the listeners recently. The Bud Light Platinum is hitting me. Have a great <laughs> one.
3: Lula lula <laughs> lula 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 la <laughs> Uncle Satchmoor's Lullaby
2: I say good night And I
3: say good night Schon leuchtet ein Stern mm, Yes, I see the light Die sun.